Welcome to Listen Up America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional and conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. Welcome to the LUA Podcast Studios. I'm your host, Eric, and welcome to this week's episode of Listen Up, America. We have got some topics to go over this week, so I think we'll start giving you a little heads up. We're going to talk a little bit about inflation. We're going to uh, expose it. We're going to have a few more stories there with Chairman Joe and his uh, lying, his uh, stance on abortion. And we got some scientists out there that work for him that have got some really interesting things to say that we're going to share with you. And of course, we got our What Did Joe Say This Week clip. We're going to have some uh, Macho Ma'am. We got some updates from the Macho Ma'am. And then uh, we've got some crime information and some racism, as always. So let's start the show. We spend $250 billion a year on defense. And here we are. The fate of the planet is in the hands of a bunch of retards I wouldn't trust with a potato gun. Well, let's talk about the real world, our wallets, our bank accounts, the cost of everything out there going up. And a lot of you may not even realize it because you're not buying certain items on a regular. And uh, some of you may have gone out there and went and bought something like a car and went, whoa, you know, I was looking up online and that car just a few months ago was like 25000 Why the heck is it now 29000 Oh, there's a reason. You know, I've talked to you guys in the past about inflation, how it works. You know, the debt's rising. We're printing money like mad. We're reducing the ability for our economy to grow and expand and produce product. Uh, this all adds up. So much so that I got a clip from the little devil spawn, Saki. She's asked about inflation and the impact is, is what's happening. Um, was White House foreseeing a, a long-term climb here? What's going on? Well, uh, obviously, our analysis is going to be done by our economic experts. Uh, they continue to convey that uh, they believe the impact will be temporary, transitory, however you want to refer to it. But they're looking at it closely. But I don't have any projections on that to make from here today. Don't you love how these political hacks use words like temporary? Well, yeah, I'm sure everything is temporary. Temporary could be, well, it's going to last a month. It could be seven years. And in the seven years and a month, It'll go back down. That would be temporary. Here's the reality. First part of June, so this is a couple of weeks ago, the Federal Reserve came out and expects inflation will climb 3.4% this year. Okay? That's what the people in charge of the money that are printing it like crazy say, 3.4%. You are in for a shocker because it just went up 5%. You got it? 5% increase in your everyday average goods. That's just across the board. You have to understand that there are items that are so high compared to last year and last month that have gone up 10, 20, 30, 50% increase in product when you want to go buy something. Look at your local gas stations. Your prices are up over 50% from last year. I was talking about cars, used cars and trucks. Almost 30% price increase. And I told you that that's going up because new cars' prices are going up. They're not really talking about it. There's a microchip shortage, you may have heard, because we make everything overseas, and now Biden and the boys are scrambling to, well, we want those made here now. 
Yeah. Okay. They're super motivated so they can pay extra taxes because you're not giving anybody any breaks to do that. But it's nice to want. So you go. I I just drove down the freeway the other day, my son and I, and we're driving by the Chevy dealer right along the freeway. Half of their lot, half of the lot is empty. No new cars, no new trucks. None. Just a, 50% of the parking lot has vehicles on it. And I didn't even notice if that part that had cars was actually full. But half the lot was empty. Nothing. There's a shortage on this. Going to be a shortage. And when that happens, the demand on used cars goes through the roof. So if you got a car, you're like, well, my car's worth like eight grand. No, it's worth 11 now. Because somebody's going to want it and need it bad because they can't get a truck. Airline fares. No one that I know of is really traveling or wanting to go anywhere, but it is summer and some people around the country are getting to go places. Some other countries are having their lockdowns lifted. So that travel's going. But again, remember they got rid of all the airplanes, all the pilots, all the, it's hardly anyone's out there flying. Prices on that are up almost 25%. So your $100 ticket is now $125. Your $200 ticket is now $250. You get me? This doesn't even include the food. When you go to the grocery store, first thing we all notice, the boxes are either getting smaller or the bag that holds the content of something in the box is half full. And on top of it, the $2 box of cereal is now $2.25. We're paying more and getting less. Welcome to the land of Biden inflation. I want you to play this next clip because some people are going, you're just making these numbers up. This is Joe Biden talking about how this ain't a problem. And then CNN saying, it's a problem. And by the way, talk of inflation, the overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. Everybody is paying more. This is the largest increase year to year in inflation, 5% since back in 2008. That's the big number. If you're buying milk at the grocery store, it's up 7%. If you drink alcohol, it's up 1.6%. Fresh fruits and vegetables up more than three. Airline fares up more than 25%. Used cars up nearly 30%. Prices on things are going up big time. So again, if it turns out that what I've done so far, what we've done so far is a mistake, it's gonna show. It's going to show the economy is not going to grow like it wasn't before. People aren't going to have jobs with increased pay like it was before. People are going to be out of work like it was before with no options. Unemployment is going to continue to climb instead of continue to go down. If that happens, then my policies didn't make a lot of sense. Well, you don't make a lot of sense. Your policies have never worked in history. But yeah, let's keep doing it. They sit there and brag, we've got 3 million new jobs. No, you don't. These are the same jobs that were under Trump that COVID killed and sent everybody home while businesses struggled to maintain in the hope one day they would open. And some of those businesses have been reopening. And some of those businesses have been hiring those same people that were working before back to do the same darn job. That's not new. That's not growth. That's not an expansion of anything. That is the refill of an existing job. You don't get to take credit that the pandemic or whatever the hell we want to call this thing somehow is creating jobs now. It isn't creating anything. It's getting out of the way for those that had jobs and had businesses and get back to normal. You haven't created a thing. You're killing it. Pipelines, gone. When Trump was in office, fact, this country was exporting. That means we had more than we needed and we sold it to other people. That would be our petroleum, oil. We are now 
importing oil, petroleum. Again, oh, we're getting it from Russia because, you know, what says smart and safe about working with the country that wants us dead and is hacking the crap out of us? Yeah, let's, let's send them money and buy their oil. You know, it's not cheaper now. It's more expensive now. Hence the gas station. I mean, it's 4th of July weekend. Gas out here in California, outside the cities, is 409 to 449 a gallon. That means in the cities of LA and San Francisco and the closer to the airports you get, you're talking six bucks. Yeah, we were here before. It's like six years ago. We were here before. I was working and driving up into San Francisco and there's uh, several gas stations right there by the airport and I have customers around there. So I would go in there and pull off the freeway and I'd look, got to be 629 a gallon. 629 a gallon. You want to know how many cars were in the parking lot? None. Nobody's pumping it. 629. It is insane. The cost of everything going up. You know, he talks about, well, you know, we shut down the pipeline, but we all got all these great new green jobs. You're going to go up there and build windmills and things. Okay, there's a windmill factory up there in, uh, I believe it was Montana or North Dakota. It was one of those. It's shutting down. Well, what's the reason for that? Can't compete with China. That was what the corporation said. So they laid off something like 400 people. Said, thanks for playing. This is not going to fly. We can't make them. No, we can't. If you're going to import all the garbage, how are you going to compete? Well, we're going to make ours better. Well, the sun comes in, it absorbs, it goes through transmission lines. It's really basic, simple technology. There isn't anything you can do too dramatic to make such an impression where it'll suck up more in smaller space or something. It just sucks up what it sucks up. So this fake economy of we're going to get away from oil and we're going to go with green. It's a fantasy. But telling you guys pretty much week after week in California, it's a fantasy. You have the government and the governor of California telling people, and we did the math. So I looked up how many electric cars are registered in the state versus all the cars. 0.005%, okay? Not 1%, not a tenth of percent, but 0.005% of vehicles in California registered are electric. And he's telling all those folks, you know, the handful is a few hundred thousand. Don't plug in your car. You're taxing the grid. How is this a good economic plan? How? It isn't. He's an idiot. And, well, if, if it doesn't correct, he, he's just, it's Trump's fault. It's all they're going to blame. It's Trump's fault. It's not my fault. My policies are sound. They've never worked in history. This is wash, rinse, repeat, all over again, just regurgitating the same socialist policies, state to state, country to country. Here we are again. Home prices are up. Great. So you can sell your house for a nickel, but then you're going to have to go spend a dime to get another place. Or downsize. Think about that. Who wants you to downsize? Democrats, right? No one should have anything big or excessive in their opinion. Everyone should be living in the same. Everyone should have a two-bedroom apartment in a 50-story high-rise, and we should just plant them everywhere. Well, except for the politicians. They get that the big stuff. You know, remember, they're special. They're smarter and better than you. But this is all out of control. I mean, I got clip after clip. This is all CNN stuff. I'm going to play another clip. Fourth of July is just around the corner and gas prices are the highest they've been in seven years. Not only that, gas is getting harder to find. Harder to find. Who was the president seven years ago? Oh, yeah, that, you know, Barack Hussein Obama guy and Chairman Joe. And we're right back to it. Let's raise the price on everything and just screw the economy. Remember, these are the guys that told us when Obama came into office, he said, this is the new normal. 
That's what they want. They can keep this the new normal if we keep electing them and putting them power to cram this crap down our throats, taking away our jobs, taking away our ability, importing as much as it can, screwing up the electrical grid, just putting everybody in a pinch where, well, if you really want it, you're going to pay because it's not fair that you have it. I need all my sheep to have just the fundamentals. And I decide, me being the government, decide what the fundamentals are. And what you have is excessive, says the guy that has two of everything. This is where we're at. Inflation is real. It's not going away. It is going to get stupid. And for those that were around or parents that were around in the 70s, talk to them. Ask them what it was like in 1976 and 77 and 78 and 79. Ask them. Because it was not good. You couldn't go and just get gas. You'd think, well, why couldn't you go get gas? You just go down to the gas station. No, there wasn't a lot. We had embargoes going on us. This is a self-created embargo now. We don't have countries saying we're not going to give it to you. Countries are like, we'll give it to you. We're, you're going to pay double. Okay, sounds good. Let's do that. Same, same outcome. But people used to, based on the number on your license plate, is the day you could go. You could go on like Mondays and Wednesdays or Tuesdays and Thursdays. That was it. And then you stood in line like you were at the DMV at a gas station for hours. That is a huge waste of time. Is it not? Democrat policies and their results never change. Maybe today, a couple more people woke up and went, whoa, because this isn't Trump's fault, evil orange man. Things were cheaper when he was around. There were actual states in the union when Trump was president, the price of gas was under $2. California just had another gas tax increase. 51 cents a gallon is what we pay now. Where does that money go? For the roads and all stuff. Have you been on our roads? It doesn't go to our roads. For every 51 cents we collect on a gallon of gas, we're spending about $1.10. And it's not on roads. It's on everything else. They can and do divert the money to other projects. And it's usually to deal with the illegal immigrants, their new voter block. What can we give them to keep them happy? That's where the money goes. doesn't go to the roads. Our roads are garbage. Our freeways are garbage. They fixed a freeway. <laughs> fixed. Added a truck lanes on two sides and realigned stuff. And you want to know what traffic is like on that freeway now? What used to be maybe a 10 to 20 minute delay is a half hour to an hour. They made it worse. Spent money to make traffic worse. That's what Democrats do. They spend money to make said problem worse. And then they just point the finger. And we'll get to that later in the podcast about how it's never their fault. But they're running out of things to talk about. See, they can't point to their agenda and go, well, look, the economy's booming. We got all these people employed and prices are going down. Nope. Opposite. Borders under control. Everything's cool there. Nope. Opposite. You know, we're leaving Afghanistan. Um, we'll probably talk about that next week. Just what a waste. But everything's just out of control. And Chairman Joe just, well, if it's bad, I guess it'll be about my policies. It's about your policies. So I want to give an update. Last week I told you briefly about Chairman Joe talking about the Second Amendment and uh, the blood of patriots paving the way for liberty. That's what he meant to say, but he didn't say that. And how AR-15s, which are the worst thing ever that I can't have, well, pff, what do you think? That's going to stop me? I have F-15s and nukes. So you're going to laser guide bomb me and nuke me. Oh, okay. Then what the hell are you worried about an AR-15 for? Dumbass. Yeah. 
the Washington Post slapped him for four Pinocchios based on his statement about the Second Amendment because he butchered it and he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. The Second Amendment is put in place for every free American to have the right to bear arms and defend themselves against a tyrannical government, period. Not what the meathead says, which is just babbling. He doesn't even know what he's saying. But the liberal trash bag called the Washington Post says, yeah, he lied. That's four Pinocchios. No kidding. So I want to get into this next thing. You know, the Catholic Church and some Congress and senators, people are out there, you know, asking the Catholic Church not to give communion and so forth to Pelosi and Biden and the like, because they're so, abortion is awesome. And it's like the biggest sin you can commit being a Catholic. It's not that big for the Christian list either, but Catholic, it's kind of a big deal. You don't go killing babies. They're kind of like, you know, the birth control thing. They're a little hard on that, but killing babies is kind of not cool. So we're going to play a clip from Saki reporter asked her about the 15 week, like, Hey, at 15 weeks, we're good, right? Um, does the president believe that a 15-week-old unborn baby is a human being? Are you asking me if the president supports a woman's right to choose? Does he does. No, she didn't ask you that. She asked you about 15 weeks. Not a right to choose. She didn't ask you if you had a right to choose. She asked you at 15 weeks, is it okay to whack a baby? This question was asked of Nancy Pelosi, and we'll play that clip in a little bit. But I want you to wrap your head around this. I've heard over the decades the reasoning and excuses and why women can do whatever the hell they want to their bodies and screw the little baby. It's just a glop of cells. Well, by that definition, you are a glop of cells. Can I just whack you and no punishment? I mean, they make movies about that stuff. I've never watched any because I think they're stupid in premise and that's like the purge. One day a year, you can kill and do whatever you want. Is that what you want, my body? Is that what you want, Democrat? Remember who has all the guns again. Just remember who has all the guns. 15 weeks. You're almost halfway there to having a baby. Well, she should have a choice. She had a choice. She could have been on birth control. She could have had him wear a condom. She could have said, I'm good. No, thank you. I'll pass. I'll wait till we're like serious or dating, married, something. But just going out and getting nailed and like, ah, it's no big deal. It's just a pill. That's no big deal. I got 15, 20 weeks. I'll just boop, rip it right out. Stick something up there, scramble its brain, suck it out. It's all good. Do you know how psychotic that sounds? My body. You, as a mother in the process, are responsible for the body within you. That's why we say, you know, don't smoke, don't drink, don't do drugs. Because if you do those things, you're going to screw up the fetus. It's my body. If I want to shoot heroin and smoke crack, I'm going to. Yep, and the baby won't survive. And if it does... We're all going to wish it didn't. It's just beyond cruel. The lack of humanity and people that think it's totally okay to just kill a baby. It's a glop of cells. You're a glop of cells. Well, well, what if, what if, what if? I'm pretty open to it. If there was a crime committed against a woman and she is impregnated by that crime, charges should, must be filed. A prosecution should begin. And then the mother has a right to decide at that point what she's going to do about that. She did not choose at all. But I'm saying the women are going out there and using Planned Parenthood and the day after pill and all that crap as their personal choice of birth control. You are disgusting, evil human beings. There's no way to spin that and say, God, I feel sorry. for I don't feel sorry for you. You're an, you are a self-righteous, ignorant human being 
that has no regard for other people. It's my body. You can keep that body to yourself because there's, I don't want you breeding. There, there could be more of you. It is repugnant. So the question was asked of Pelosi. Here's what she said. The Supreme Court this fall will review a Mississippi law that bans most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Is an unborn baby at 15 weeks a human being? Let me just say that I'm a big supporter of Roe v. Wade. Uh, I am a mother of five children in six years. I think I have some standing on this issue as to respecting a woman's right to choose. So she can't answer a question. She just supports Roe v. Wade. That wasn't the question. Do you have a problem? Is 15 weeks a good number for you to say, hey, anything after that, you got to let it play out. You can't be whacking babies at 16 and 20 weeks and 30 weeks. No, no. She's a big supporter of Roe v. Wade. So her answer is, do whatever you want. Again, she has five children. Good God. How many did she abort in the 60s? That's a good time in the Bay. San Francisco in the 60s, man, far out. I, I can't believe anyone has sex with her, but that's, you know, evil finds evil. Yeah, her old man's a piece of work. These people sit there and act all super authoritarian and, and all this, you know, I am so much smarter than the rest of you. That God and the Pope, Chairman Joe sent our Secretary of State, Blinken, he's a clown, to the Vatican and talk to the Pope about this, because there was a group of priests, bishops here in the state saying, we're not giving these people any communion. Forget it. He sent the Secretary of State to get the Pope off his ass. Don't mind. We're just going to keep killing babies. You people just stay in your lane. I'm like, what? I don't know what the outcome of that was, but... My guess is the Pope made a phone call because now I'm hearing like the priests and the, uh, the bishops and whatnot of the Catholic Church in Washington, D.C. are like, we're not going to stop. We're not going to have a problem with that. Oh, someone get a phone call? Mind you, this is the same church that just buries the sexual assaults and molestations of children for decade upon decades and, and just sends them all over the country and the world and pulls them back and sends them in and, and just ignores the whole thing. But this... We'll make a phone call. Thanks. Nice to see that things can get done in the Catholic Church that, you know, we're good. Killing babies, totally fine. So Catholics, unite. Go out there, make your babies, flush them down the toilet. It brings me to this next thing. (laughs) Biden's got his advisors and so forth out there. And so there's a woman out there. Her name is Tracy Stone Manning. She's the nominee to lead the BLM, the Bureau of Land Management. Okay. And she had a graduate thesis that Americans need to engage in population control to protect the environment. She got uh, nailed and came under fire because she was uh, a big deal into tree spiking. Back, That was an eco-terrorism tactic back in the 80s. They just take those big old spikes and run them into the trees so that when you go to cut the trees down, the blade would spike, and that would be the end of that. And uh, that's the fanatic. That's, that's what she wants to do. But she, she sits there and talks about, she's Thanos. Okay, if you've seen the movie with the Avengers, she's Thanos. The Earth is only so big, and we can tap into it only so often. In America, we tap in often and hard. When we overpopulate, the Earth notices it more. Stop it too. It could be the best thing you do for the planet. That is so Democrat. So they want to put a child policy, at least she does, like they have in China. You just can't have these. She's Thanos. I'm going to destroy half the population so that the other will thrive. For the record, there are plenty of resources on this planet. We waste a lot of resources on this planet. 
that's different. But we have the brains, the technology. We just don't have the political will because it's easier to destroy than to create. So if we can implode governments and societies, if we can have extremely rich people that have no farming experience whatsoever go out there and buy farmland across the country and be the number one farmland owner in the country, Bill Gates, well, what's going to happen? Well, the ground won't be used for anything. Oh, so there'll be less, there'll be less. So that means more expensive. Yes, because there'll be less of it. And if you're going to want that, you're going to pay a lot more. Oh, well, I don't like that. Well, then you shouldn't vote for a Democrat. Now, it keeps going. There's another guy out there. There are scientists. I can't believe this is, well, I shouldn't say that. You, you say, I can't believe it. But then you learn more and more about like COVID and how we purposely financed and it looks to be a purposeful engineered pandemic. Let's do this on purpose and see what we can do to the human race. So you got scientists out there. This guy's name is Matthew Lau, L-I-A-O. He says Americans eat too much meat and he has a plan to put an end to the problem. The guy has a plan. Did you know that there is a tick called the Lone Star Tick, which means you may think it's from Texas, that if you get bit by it, you could develop a meat allergy. So basically they want to get their hands on the tick, break it down, get the chemistry, and create a uh -uh vaccine to make you allergic to meat so you won't eat meat. This is their plan, human engineering. This is what we're going to do now. We're going to find a way to make you allergic so you can't consume that anymore. We want to change the way you live your lives. You have no say in the matter. They're just going to do this. So watch 10, 20, 30 years, there'll be a shot out there. Here, come get a shot. This is it. Boom. Oh, we gave you the tick thing. Oh, I can't eat hot dogs and hamburgers and steak anymore. <laughs> well, you know, because we don't want you to. This is all social engineering just keeps going. As we get to the end here for this segment, I want to play a clip from Joe Rogan. And you, most of you probably know who he is. He's the MMA color guy. Color guy being the one that doesn't do the play-by-play, -play, but has the, uh, the oohs and the ahs when it comes to calling the fights. He's the color guy. And uh, he has his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. I believe it's the biggest of all of them out there. And he has his moments. But Joe Rogan had this to say about Chairman Joe. We don't really have a real leader in this yeah. country anymore. Yeah. I mean, you could say Joe Biden is the president. He's our leader. And you'd, you'd be correct on paper. But, I mean, everybody knows he's out of his mind. He's just, he's barely hanging in there. Joe is not conservative. He's more of a middle-of-a-road guy. Probably has feelings for both. I've heard him on his conversations. But more and more people like Joe, Bill Maher, they're all going, I'm not really feeling this anymore. I'm not really seeing it. More and more people are starting to say, the only ones that aren't saying anything about this guy's ability is the left-wing media. They think he's fantastic because all they cared about was winning. Just beat the evil orange man. Nobody cares what the hell gets in there. We could put Elmo the puppet in there for all we care. Well, they got Elmo the puppet in there. I mean, that's where we're at. It is sad to see how easily, and this is from my perspective, I'm sure from their side, they're like, dude, you have no idea how hard it was to cheat that thing. <laughs> but it's just the willingness to just force this on this country and the people of it, no matter your political leanings, is just beyond a tragedy. And we're going to pay for this, literally. We're going to pay for this now and for a long time to come. And I want to wrap this segment up with Chairman Joe of the Week. 
Pride is back at the White House. I'm proud to lead the most pro-LGBTQ equality administration in U.S. history. So much talent can be unleashed by embracing the LGBT plus community. community. The LGBTQ LGBTQ plus community as an LGBT special Q plus special envoy. LGBTQ plus people, including LGBTQ plus folks. Look how it's changing. It's changing in ways that in my generation 270 years ago. (laughs) Did you hear that, Jill? They love me. They're laughing. I'm killing it on that stage. Joe, you're the president. You're not you're not a stand-up comedian. Wait, but for 270 years and you know, LBGQRSTXYVWX the guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And the media is sitting there. <laughs> That's cute. Cute is not the word. This is freaking sad. And watching this guy every week just get worse. He ain't making it. No way he makes it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram page is at listen underscore up underscore America underscore. And our Facebook page is L U a podcast all together. L U a podcast on Facebook. So please join the community. Tell us what you think and uh, share with all your friends and let them know how awesome we are. Tell you how free I feel now that I've started identifying as a woman. Now that I can compete as female, I'm ready to smash the other girls. Ooh, yeah, dig it? The Macho Man is back, and I'm here to smash little girls. Yeah. Is it only me? And I know it's not because I talk to people, but I'm going to just rhetorically just say is it, is it just me? Or are women just incapable of doing anything? It, it, that's what the message is, right? They can't. Weightlift, so we got to put dudes in there. They can't sprint, so we got to put dudes in there. I told you about a young guy who ran as a trainee in the uh, Silver State beauty pageant out in Nevada and won. Well, we have an update on that. Yeah, I see Cataluna Enriquez, 27, you see. Yeah, that's a dude who's a tranny. Just one Miss Nevada. That means all the women out there are ugly, I guess. Yeah! How does that make you out there feel as a woman? I'm sincere. I really want to know. A guy is prettier than you in a woman's beauty pageant. My head just explodes, but I'm just going to sit here and wait for someone to explain to me what the is going on. So, Cataluna Enriquez, yeah! is going to go to Miss USA and represent the state of Nevada. Hmm. Who thinks Cataluna is going to come in at least the top three? If not, just win and smash all those girls. Yeah. Only in America. That's what we always say, right? Now it's becoming the joke. Only in America can a dude pretend to be a woman, because I feel like it, go and join a beauty pageant, and that's okay, and then beat women... In multiple events. And represent, yeah, only here. This lunatic is going to win. 
were coming top three, which means there are 47 other girls. I think maybe 48 because Puerto Rico, I think, is in there. <laughs> You're not good enough. I just, it's just disgusting. And I, for the life of me, just don't understand. And I never will because I'm a man. And I'm a man, man. I'm not a, I think I am. I'm a man. Everyone that's met me knows that that's a man. I talk like one. I look like one. And I act like one. And despite what some may believe, a very compassionate man towards tons of people, people I don't even know. But this isn't about me. I'm just looking at this going, why, why do we have anything for women? There shouldn't even be a beauty pageant anymore. Let's get rid of it. Forget it. You chicks are too ugly. You can't even beat a guy. I mean, really? This is where we're at. You know, the, the sprinter got kicked off the team with testosterone levels. And then the fastest girl decides, well, smoking pot sounds like a good idea. And I know it's illegal and against the IOC and everything, but hey, I feel like smoking a joint. You're out. Now you got all these people, going, you should let her in. She, oh, it's legal. It's a rule. You can't do it. You cannot just change the rule out of convenience. What about other people that were busted? Do we let them back in too? We just redo it? Or do we just say, it doesn't even matter. Anyone can. Come one, come all. doesn't matter what your time is. Just come out and run and represent the country. She took it like a champ. She messed up. But Catalina Enriquez, yeah. That's going to Miss USA. Yay world. There was a commercial and an article that I read about it that's out there because it's Pride Month. Thank God it's July and that nonsense is over. But the NFL waited till like three days before Pride Month ended and released a commercial. And it is, it's as bad as you think it could be. So the NFL comes out full virtue signaling with this commercial. You can't play it because it's not an audio. It's just words on the screen. So I'm going to read it. So every like three words is like a clip and it, it just rotates through. Football is lesbian. Football is beautiful. Football is queer. Football is life. Football is exciting. Football is culture. Football is transgender. Football is queer. Yeah, did it again. Football is heart. Football is power. Football is tough. Football is bisexual. Football is strong. Football is freedom. Football is American. Football is accepting. Football is everything. Football is for everyone. Is it for heterosexuals? Is it for traditional marriage? Is it for Christians? I'm just asking. Because they're appealing to less than 1% of the national population. Look, we got a gay football player, but he loved Trump. Remember, you guys forgot that. He loves Trump. So... They hate him now. These gay people are not going to come watch your stupid sport. Your conservative Christian traditional people, though, are kind of going, no, I haven't watched the game in two years. You guys all know that. I'm not going to watch it. I don't really give a rip about the NFL. I want to see it implode. I want them to keep signing players to $100 million contracts and raising ticket prices and watching the stadiums get emptier and emptier and watching the ratings go more and more in the toilet and all of the... Uh, Sports channels, ESPNs, and the Fox Sports, and the CBS Sports, and NBC Sports all go in the toilet because they're giving, you know, a billion here, and a billion there, and a billion here, and a billion there for all this crap. The NFL is stupid. The NFL is ignorant. The NFL is blind. The NFL is purposefully trying to destroy itself. Okay, have at it. I will not be watching the train wreck. I don't care. And you have to understand in perspective of me, I 
was once known as a sport fanatic. I knew everything and anything there was about sports, teams, rosters, history of the four majors. Now, I could tell you the lineup of the Oakland Raiders in 1980. I could tell you the New York Yankees lineup in 1927. It's just the way I was. And I've totally disconnected over these last 10 years watching sports get political, get social, and not in a good way, to create problems and add to problems that didn't exist. But we're just going to continue that virtue signaling and reaching out and just causing a stir and screw the people that have been paying for tickets and watching night games for 40, 50 years. Forget them. Screw them. They're horrible people. They're stuck in a time warp. Not stuck in anything. There's a tradition to this country and the way of life and marriage and family and so forth, and I just believe in it. Big tie into Christianity. Oh, no. It's just the way it is. It's the way I am. And I see stuff like this, and it just makes me want to vomit. Turn the channel, and I'll go find something else. So, again, I watch golf. I watch NASCAR. I watch UFC. About it. Seems to be enough because I'm never going without anything. But I don't watch ESPN Sports Center. I haven't watched that in 10 years. It's garbage. It's ESPCNN. It's, it's just as racist as racist gets. Let's find all the black people we can, and let's get them to say the most racist things, but we'll fire the one lady on the channel. Okay, that's Jamil Hill. She's super racist. It just gets tiresome. You know, th- I was reading an article here. There's this woman, Kat O'Brien. She writes an article for the New York Times says, I was raped back in 2002 by a former Major League Baseball player. <laughs> like, so 20 years later is the time to come out. Well, I don't want to say his name because I don't want to cause myself any issues. Okay, right there I'm going. She wasn't raped. Then you read more of the story and you're like, yeah. She's doing a report on a foreign player and goes to his hotel room. Okay, beep, 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 beep. That's the alarm. Why would you go to a man's hotel room other than to? You want to hold an interview? You do it in the locker room. That's where all the other reporters do it. They don't go to the dude's hotel room to talk to him. None of the men that do writing for any paper across this country go to a person's hotel room. She did, and the guy got handsy. And she said, no, no, no. And he's like, you're in my hotel room. It sounds like yes, yes, yes. He said, she said, she put herself in a bad spot. Well, Eric, that shouldn't be enough. Well, you know what? Sometimes when you put blood in the water, sharks come. Was she, was she not? She says she won't name the person. Then here's the thing. It's a non-story. If you're not going to talk about and expose everything about this, then say nothing about this. Because now, well, I'm the victim and I'm a woman. And they, she let this out. They're like, well, they started calling me legs. So apparently she likes to wear mini skirts to work and high heels and likes to strut around. And she's stunned that jocks from all sports and races are calling her legs. So she's sexualizing herself and going to hotel rooms. And now she's claiming I was raped 20 years ago. Or you're just really bad at your job and stupid. I don't know if it happened or not, and I really don't care. But for that to even become news, I'm the victim. This is all it is. This is grandstanding. This is what happens now. Put the spotlight on me. Take it off of them. I'm the one we need to be talking about because I'm special. My mommy said so. So I got two more here. You're going to love this. In Britain. All right, here we go. Leftist, not me. Leftists are outraged after popular British influencer comes out as transracial Korean. Yeah. You're going, what is that? Exactly. What is that? 
This dude's name is Ollie London and has something like 300,000 followers on Instagram. I actually didn't think that was a lot, but okay. This dude is a white dude. English white dude, so like pale white dude, has had more than 18 plastic surgeries in order to become Korean and look like BTS singer. I don't know what that is, but I'm guessing it's a Korean pop group. Park Jimin. Hey guys, I'm finally Korean. I've transitioned. I identify as Korean. That's just my culture. This is an English dude from London. Never been to Korea. Might not have ever touched a Korean. Goes on to say that it's just my culture. That's my home country. That's exactly how I look now. Um, this is a 31-year-old dude who's now Korean because he feels like it. And we as a world just sit there and go, yeah, let him do it. Mental health is health, right? This guy, it looks so freaking ridiculous. He's got the, the, I got the Asian eyes now. And even a talker like these. He's a, I look, I am an Asian, a Korean now. I'm, I'm not a bloody Englishman. You know, what's hit the pub? No, no. I am a now a Korean. And the people left. Here you go. Ollie, the entire planet's pissed off at you. You, what the hell are you doing, you psycho? And what doctors take money for someone to mutilate their face? I'm now Korean. You're still white. You're still from London. You're still English. No, I'm Korean. That is my home country now. Koreans are super offended by this dude. But I, I feel, I feel like you're a psycho that belongs in a mental institution and should be put under a conservatorship like Britney Spears, who shouldn't be under one. But this guy is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. This goes on all the time. That's why I bring it up all the time. Now I'm going to close this segment with the Macho Man. Yeah, we got ourselves a tranny. No, we don't. So I've told the story about how we do not shop at Target. That they passed that policy, whatever it was, seven, eight years ago, give or take, about men can use whatever bathroom they want and they can use whatever changing rooms they want and there's nothing any of you can do about it. Tough tookies. And I said, oh, I could not shop there anymore. So I go to Walmart. I don't care. I don't spend money at Target. I don't go in. And then when I posted my comments on this video, uh, only like 300 people are like, liked it and said, I don't go there either. Same reasons. It's real. You vote it with your wallet. People aren't shopping there because of this. So what happened in LA at the We Spa? We presume it to be a black woman speaking. I think you can just tell. I'm just saying it has a problem because a dude goes into the locker room and just gets naked in front of women and children, young girls. It's not tucked. It's not in a thong underwear or anything like that. Just a dude. Well, play the clip. You don't, so it's okay. I just want to be clear with you. It's okay. It's okay for a man to go into the women's section, show his penis around the other women, young little girls under age, your spa, we spa, condone that. Is that what you're saying? Like I asked. It's so he, so he could stay there. He could stay there? What sexual orientation? I see a d It lets me know he's a man. He, he's a man. He is a man. He is not no female. <laughs> That's a penis, except she didn't say penis. <laughs> He's just a swinging in the breeze. 
No care in the world because in California and LA, San Francisco, he can do this. And this is exactly why I don't go. If this dude or a dude walks into the bathroom or changing room and my wife's in there, I'm going to jail because I'm going to beat the living hell out of that person. And I bet you they don't walk into another bathroom or a changing stall like that again. So instead of putting myself in a position where I'll have to face the police and go, yeah, I beat his ass. I just choose not to go there. So this, this clip actually goes on quite a bit longer, uh, but that's usually what everyone's just playing is that bit. So as she's going through her rant and it continues on from that, there's a young man off to the side, white boy. We'll just call him a beta. Fabulous. So the beta, you are just being hateful and rude and you should be more tolerant. And she looks at him and goes, and you should be a man because you ain't no man. I'm like, oh, this girl is my hero. Big hugs. I love this lady. Good for you. People are speaking out. That ain't a tranny. That ain't a dude thinking he's a woman. That's a dude going, this is my junk. What do y'all think about that? It's just like here in California with the prisons. Men are requesting, and I've told you this story before, are requesting transfers because, well, I'm, I'm a woman. Hey, baby, I'm a woman. I'm six foot eight, 300 pounds, and I'm a woman just to be transferred to a woman's prison and they can rape all the women in the prison. Oh, by the way, that's happening. And the women want out and they can't go anywhere. They're stuck. This is, again, the hate on women. Criminal's criminal. If you're a man or a woman, you commit a crime, you do the time and you segregate. You have to. But not in California. Now we fully legalize and authorize rape in prison because we're going to move the brothers and the, and the boy. We're going to move all the guys that, want, that claim to be a woman, we're going to move them in with the actual woman and bunk them together. And he could turn that girl into a human pincushion. It is disgusting what these politicians do. And this is all lefty. Every one of these are lefty. They can do whatever they want in California. There isn't a Republican vote in any of the offices that can stop a damn thing. It's just one party system rule. There's what you get. They could stop it tomorrow, but they like it. They like the chaos. So they're in there letting men destroy women physically and mentally by rape on a daily, hourly basis in prison. Totally fine. It is only going to get worse. And I implore all of you, as I say in my intros and the outros of, you are the resistance. You are the resistance. And this young lady, she's leading it. She's speaking up. When you see an injustice, speak up. You are the resistance. It's crime time. Go ahead. Make my day. So last week, for those that heard, we uh, talked about crime. And we talked about how crime is expanding throughout liberal cities and the big cities of America. And the White House like, no, it's not. It is. Assaults, homicide, rape, damaged property, everything is all through the roof. And everyone's reaction is really interesting because you got people like me saying, this is out of control. I know what out of control is. This is it. And you got people on the left that are like, this is out of control. I know what out of control is. This is it. And then you got the politicians and media going, there ain't nothing. There ain't no problems here. It's all good. This is just a hysteria. We'll get to that in a little bit. So did you all know George Floyd had a brother? Now his name is Philonese Floyd. We'll just call him Phil because I, <laughs> Philonese, whatever. Phil Floyd. I don't think the BLM people and the Antifa people and the media people, well, they didn't do their homework because he broke 
the number one rule when talking about race these last couple of years. He said this. So many different people all around the world who didn't even have this type of technology. I just want to reiterate, not just black lives matter, all lives matter. We need to stand up and fight. Whoa, 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 Phil. Do you know how racist you sound? All lives matter? Screw all lives. Black lives, the only ones that matter. That's all I've been hearing. So I was kind of expecting like a uh, BLM secret police group to come just storm the stage and knock them out and throw them into the trunk of a car and never to be heard from again. But yeah, George Floyd's brother Phil says all lives matter. There's a black man who's the brother, a sibling of a drug addict felon who has statues. Did you know that? There are statues now popping up across these inner cities in Minneapolis, New York, of George Floyd. Sitting like a prince on a bench, like he's the saint, he's the pope, that he's Jesus Christ himself, felon, multiple count felon, beating his woman, drugs, weapons. The guy was out of control. And we've been down this road, and yeah, we know he died, and he shouldn't have died, but he did. Was it avoidable? Yes. Manslaughter. Just going to keep saying it. But he wasn't murdered. There was no intent. He's a saint now. We just forget all the past that George Floyd is more important and bigger to the black community than Martin Luther King. I just threw up on my mouth a little bit because that's just disgusting that that's where they're going with this, that Martin Luther King isn't good enough. We have to have a drug addict, repeat felon, woman beater. That's our guy. That's your guy. Well, at least Phil's got a little sense in him and he says all lives matter. So thank you for that, Phil. You know, Jason Whitlock, one of my favorite writers, I've talked to him a couple times, referred to some of his articles. He's a former football player. He writes for OutKick, has his own website. He's saying that the George Floyd statues are racist and they're offensive to black people. Uh, Jason Whitlock is a black man, just like Phil. We all getting a little tired of this. You're all exhausting and boring, quite frankly. These statues need to go. I heard one of them was defaced. Who knows? I'm sure BLM went in and did whatever they did to it and blamed a white guy. I don't, I don't see what's in it for a white person to deface anything like that. Just getting caught. And what, what do you want? That kind of heat. But whatever. I mean, stupid people come in all colors, shapes, and sizes. But these statues of St. Floyd, they're despicable. I mean, it's like saying O.J. Simpson is the husband of the year. He ain't. He murdered her, Okay. There needs to be some perspective, and you've got black men now, and women, when you heard the last segment, speaking out. Critical race theory. I brought you black folk from last week talking about this. This is absurd, and it is also very encouraging that people in general are just waking up to the nonsense and this madness. Now, I like, I like this story. I've been telling you about the BLM people, how uh, they're getting all upset and wanting in internal audit and so forth because the BLM people are ripping off BLM and they're not spending any of the money on black causes and, and, and making anybody's lives better. They're just spending it on themselves to make their own black life matter and better. And I say that in a singular sense, they care about themselves and that's all. So we've got a, uh, <laughs> I'm air quoting a socially conscious <laughs> reality star couple have been scamming millions from black community. Prosecutors say, <laughs> See, I don't know about any of this other than what I read 
as I scan through articles because I don't, I block channels on my TV that I don't give a crap about. And oh, shocker, this one's on Oprah Winfrey's network, the uh, OWN channel. <laughs> it's a reality show called Family or Fiance. Here's, I'm going to read, this is so good. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton filed a federal lawsuit against Marlon and LaShonda Moore, who gained fame on that show I just told you about. The Federal Trade Commission and State of Arkansas also filed lawsuits against the couple. Are you ready? Prosecutors say that the Texas couple advertised their investment scheme as all black, socially conscious, and faith-based. You always got to throw a little God in there. makes it sound so much nicer. But in reality, it was an illegal pyramid scheme that forced members to agree to never speak ill of the group in public. <laughs> it's, it was known as BINT, B-I-N-T, or Blessings in No Time, and allegedly promised enormous returns based on an initial $1,400 investment by each member. In general, these schemes falsely promise a big return, or as BINT termed it, being blessed out following a modest initial payment. They were ripping off their own people and taking the money. And oh, it gets so much better. One victim of the alleged scheme, Corietta Vanterpool of Florida, told the Washington Post that she personally lost about 13 grand. And her family totaled over 30,000 in losses. They just kept giving them money. <laughs> I got to give it to these uh, wannabe black celebrities. On the one side, but the other side is there are 40 years behind white people doing this to white people. <laughs> the, the bakers, anyone remember them? You know, oh, how I've sinned. And it was just Tammy Faye Baker, look them up. It's great. They did this. They did this. They screwed everybody. And they got nailed. <laughs> so these two followed that part, but they forgot how this ends. They get caught. <laughs> they were talking about building a black community and building generational wealth, said a California woman who participated. Those are the catchphrases now. No, they were catchphrases before. <laughs> so you understand why tearing down things and, and destroying history and not giving us a chance to learn from it, therefore we don't repeat it? This is your outcome when you allow those things to happen. I said, all these people did is they, they just, Tammy Faye Baker and Jim Baker did this thing 40 years after the fact and got caught. Shocker, greedy, got caught. Don't talk about it, blessed. <laughs> <laughs> so they made millions at the cost of thousands of people. <laughs> and um, well, if you got the money to give, then you got the money to lose, I guess, sucker. But they're born every minute and every day. It doesn't matter what color you are. But I just thought that was funny that Oprah's got a little show on her network that's all about scamming black people. Oh, Lord have mercy. So let's go to, let's go to Chicago. So last week I was telling you about Lori Lightfoot, the mayor. I always, I kind of described her. She's that ugly black woman with a tight fro. I'll come to find out people in Chicago call her Beetlejuice. <laughs> and I looked, I'm like... Okay, there's Beetlejuice in there. <laughs> so, Mayor Beetlejuice, Mayor Lightfoot of Chicago. She's come out and say she's being confronted. Crime in Chicago, it is not good. Every weekend, you've got between 50 and 100 people being shot. Anywhere between 2 and 10, 15 are being killed. And it happens every weekend. 
And then during the week, it's another, you know, the same numbers spread out through the week. It's just a, it's just a shooting range. There's the mayor's putting restrictions on the cops on what they can and can't do. Big shocker. You know, I told you that's, you can't foot pursue. So they, their hands are tied. Bye. Guess you can't. If you're going to run, I can't really chase you. Just like every other department in the big cities, they are projected to lose 800 officers this year. They lost about that number last year. They're not replacing these numbers. Lower the budget, and as they leave, that's how you get rid of them. You don't have to fire them. They'll just leave because you're going to make their job and their life miserable and impossible to do, so they'll just leave on their own. Sound familiar? I've been talking about this all episode. Create disaster on top of the disaster. If you can't break it one way, just full-on break it the other. So the officers are leaving, and she's screaming at the uh, reporter that crime is down in Chicago. We are seeing a downward trajectory where other cities are continuing to see a climb. Mayor Lightfoot, who promised to reduce Chicago's bloody street violence, said today that this month has been less violent than last year in June. 2021 is so far Chicago's deadliest year in more than a decade, with 65 people shot just last weekend and 10 killed. So there you go. She says everything's fine. You're crazy. The media is like, it's worse now than ever. <laughs> that was the local Chicago affiliate reporting on their own neighborhoods. If you criticize Mayor Lightfoot, Beetlejuice, sorry, this is too funny. 99% <laughs> of the criticism of her is racist and sexist against her. You cannot judge her at all. See, because she's black and she gay. Come to find out she's married to a very tall uh, white woman, which I think is hilarious because she's so racist against white people. She doesn't want to talk to them at all and refuses to, but she's got a white woman at home. Um, okay, you know, no, no mental health issues here. She's sitting here in a straight face saying it's all good and people are dying at record rates. The body count in the streets says that's happening. And she argues, she literally argued with another reporter for like five minutes. Your numbers are wrong. Your numbers are wrong. You're just lying. And he's like, this is how many died. This is this. Then this is now. Now's more. That's, that's, that's a reality. No, it's not. You're a racist and a sexist. And that's normal. You cannot challenge a Democrat because if you do, you're racist or you're homophobic or you're xenophobic. You're just, an, you're an obic and it gets freaking old. I didn't like Obama because of his policies, I'm not a socialist. That dude is, and he's leaning on Marxism. This broad is no different. I didn't like the guy before her, Rahm Emanuel. Don't like the guy before him. I don't even remember his name, but it was a white guy. Don't care. You're all a bunch of nutbags, and the people of Chicago are like the people of California. You vote for these idiots, and then you scream about, why is everybody dying in the streets? Because the people you elected are allowing it to happen. They are driving the police out. They are restricting their ability to perform the duty to protect you. And you will vote for this broad again. The Chicago City Alderman. Now, if you're not aware, Alderman is like their version of City Council Member. They just gave it a fancier name. Don't know why. Don't care. But they're all coming out. And they want to have a meeting with the top cop, Brown. Well, he's a black man. How is that not racist? How are you white people and black people calling on a black man to come defend What's happening in Chicago? Not his fault. You've tied his hands and told him, don't do this, this, and this. So he doesn't do it. And now you all pissed that he followed your policy. Is anyone's head exploding other than mine? 
This is insane. So they're going to fire the black cop, and he'll just move on on his way. And another, like I said, 800 are going to leave. And next year, more are going to leave. And more are going to leave. Eventually, there'll be none. That's what they want. They want none. If nobody wants the job, they can sit there and spin. We didn't defund it. Nobody wants to do it. We can't find anybody. You see where this is going? If you can't defund it on your budgets because the, the scream back is so loud, well, we'll just make them miserable. You ever owned a business? Ever had a job where the boss made your life miserable? Because it's cheaper for everyone if you just quit. So if I keep putting these demands upon you and restrictions upon you to perform your job and then I come and ask you why you didn't do it and you give me, well, because you wouldn't let me. Oh, that's not, you're, you know, that'll just make it worse. You end up quitting. That's all they're doing here. That's all that's happening. They're learning from corporate America on how to get rid of problems that they view as a problem. Police are a problem, so let's get them to all quit. And you wonder why everyone's going to be leaving the big cities again in droves. I mean, look at San Francisco. A poll came out. 40% of San Francisco is looking to move in the next year. Mind you, 10% of them are conservative. So there's, here you want to talk about the real pandemic? 30% of San Francisco are the people that voted for this crap in San Francisco and in the state of California. And now they want to leave and spread their philosophy their political ideology, and spread it amongst the rest of the country. When I said they were building walls, I said, y'all should include California in that and just locked us down and kept us out because you keep letting us out. Talk to people in Texas, city of Austin, California's moving there and bringing their politics with them. So they ruin here. Now they're going to go spread somewhere else and ruin that. That's all that's going to happen. Destroy it from within. And this is how it's going to happen. And we're going to allow it because in the end, we can't really do much other than educate people. But when people are so stupid and aren't willing to be educated, you can't have it. So I want to play this clip from the same local news talking to the aldermen about the hypocrisy that I've just explained to you on them going, hey, what's happening here? Play it. You better do something right now or step aside. That's the message. Members of city council say they want to deliver in person to police superintendent David Brown. Political editor Mike Flannery joins us now live with more. Michael. Well, Corey, 20 members of the city council signed a letter today demanding that the Committee on Public Safety summon Superintendent Brown to a public hearing this week. What is the summer strategy? Crime is, is up. Murders are up. You know, shootings are up. But yet the administration say all these things are down. It doesn't, it doesn't add up to us, so we need to get to the bottom of it. The 20 city council members who signed the letter include blacks, whites, and Hispanics. They expressed concern about police officers being ordered out of their regular neighborhood assignments and being sent downtown or to the 15 neighborhoods where the most shootings and killings occur. They claim, these aldermen, that an ongoing shortage of police personnel grows worse by the day, with one estimating that 800 officers will retire or resign this year alone. Mayor Lightfoot has publicly acknowledged the city's not moving fast enough to replace this tidal wave of departing police. We have significantly less police officers than we did 15 months ago. They can't continue at this pace. They are worn out, they are beaten down, morale is at an all-time low, and violence is at an all-time high. Now, if the 20 aldermen who signed this letter say they don't get a public hearing, they vow to convene a special city council meeting this Friday 
and uh, to confront uh, the mayor and other city officials there. We sought a response from the spokeswoman for Mayor Lightfoot, who of course was elected on a promise to reduce violence. If we do get one from her, we'll bring it to you. So you caught all that. That's again, the local affiliate in Chicago calling out Mayor Beetlejuice. And then the 20 hypocrites that are all for this and then sitting in a shocked face. Why is this happening? You've been treating the police like criminals for almost two years. They're leaving. And you're like, well, it's really difficult to replace them right now. And then another alderman comes up and says, hey, we're behind eight ball, man. I don't, we can't catch up like this. That's the plan. That is the plan. They will never catch up. They'll never replace them. They will shrink the numbers down to zero. And they will have a nice little stormtrooper-like police federal force. That's what they all want. Can't let that happen. So what's a podcast without? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. We are seeing these headlines about percentage increases. Now, I want to say that any amount of harm is unacceptable and too much. But... I also want to make sure that this hysteria, you know, that this doesn't drive a hysteria and that we look at these numbers in context so that we can make responsible decisions about what to allocate um, in that context. The bartender, ladies and gentlemen, just loves the sound of her own voice. I just want to make sure that the hysteria with everyone just gets a grip because we got to keep it in context. Come on. It's not like, I mean, just because all the cities, but we don't want to talk about it. See, they've got all these people dying and stuff. So what? It's no big deal. You know, it's not a problem. So just stop acting like it's a problem. There's nothing to, that's their whole thing. Nothing to see here. So they're trying to convince you all the people are being shot and killed every week and every day across America in the inner cities. That's not happening. But yet it is. So the bartender, she's hard selling it. There's no problem here. And you, you people like Eric are just being radical and you're being, you're being hysterical and making something out of nothing. Oh, it's something. It's not good. And this is what they want. So they're going to get it. I, I love this. There was a drug bust in San Francisco about a week ago. Are you ready? So here we go. Enough fentanyl to kill San Francisco. That's the title of the story. Deaths from fentanyl overdoses have jumped by more than 2,100%. That is 2,100% in five years as the powerful drug has flooded the state. Yeah, the cartels are running fentanyl on here like it's baby powder. There was a bust. The San Francisco PD seized seven kilos of powder-filled baggies containing the deadly opioid fentanyl last week. You're going seven kilos? I mean, kilos, you're thinking cocaine and stuff like that, and you have truckloads and tonnage of kilos. You know, that's nothing. It doesn't take a lot of fentanyl. Seven kilos of fentanyl, and I quote, is enough lethal overdoses to wipe out San Francisco's population four times over. And all you have to do is kind of breathe the stuff. You don't even have to, like, Whatever they do with it, I don't know if they snort it or shoot it or whatever the hell they do with it. It's, it's, if you're taking this, you just might, you might as well commit suicide. It ain't good. But police officers have OD by coming in contact because they didn't identify it as fentanyl and then touched it and got on their skin and it just gets into your skin, absorbs right in, and you go right into OD mode. Enough fentanyl in the bus to kill everybody in San Francisco four times. No, we're not a problem. Don't get hysterical. Settle down. Come on now. 
That's a wrap. Be the peace. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember, you are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America. Thank you.